0: You're listening to Source Daily. Join us Monday through Friday to stay up to date on what's happening in North Central Ohio. We'll be sharing a closer look at one of our top stories, along with other news, local history, memorials, answers to your questions, and more. Today, Ohioans overwhelmingly voted in favor of two state constitutional amendments Tuesday, changing the way judges set bail and modifying voter eligibility requirements. Before we begin, we'd like to thank our friends and sponsors at Mechanics Bank. Whether you're looking for a mortgage, a home equity loan, investment services, or just a great local bank, stop by and see us. Head over to MyMechanics.com to learn more and find a location that's convenient for you. Now, our feature story. Ohioans overwhelmingly voted in favor of two state constitutional amendments Tuesday, changing the way judges set bail and modifying voter eligibility requirements. Final unofficial results from the Ohio Secretary of State showed that Issue 1 and Issue 2 each earned around 77% of the nearly 4 million votes cast for them. Issue 1 requires judges to consider public safety when setting bail. Let's start with Issue 1. Issue 1 requires judges to consider public safety when setting bail. Referred to as the Community Safety Amendment, it also changes the branch of government responsible for setting bail amounts and conditions. The amendment eliminates the Ohio Supreme Court's authority to establish bail-setting procedures. Instead, it grants individual judges authority to come up with bail amounts and other conditions. Current Ohio procedures do not let judges account for public safety when determining cash bails. Instead, judges must focus on the person's risk of non-appearance in court. Moving on to Issue 2. This amendment blocks local governments from allowing non-citizens to vote in municipal elections. It specifies that to be eligible to vote in state and local elections, a person must be a U.S. citizen older than 18 and registered to vote where they are legal residents for at least 30 days. The amendment says local governments cannot make their own rules when it comes to non-citizen voting eligibility. On Tuesday, Ohio became the sixth state in the U.S. with a constitution that specifically states that only a citizen can vote in an election. The other states with similar language include Alabama, Arizona, Colorado, Florida, and North Dakota. Louisiana voters face a similar decision in December. But while there are some U.S. cities that allow non-citizen voting, such as New York City and San Francisco, federal law still states only U.S. citizens can vote in federal elections, a statute enacted in 1996. Of Ohio's 11.6 million residents, 2% are not U.S. citizens, according to 2020 U.S. census data. For more details, visit us at richlandsource.com. Next, some local history. Did you know that Mount Vernon native John Ogden was an American military officer, minister, veteran educator, and abolitionist? He taught in Crestline and in small schools throughout Ohio before moving to Minnesota to become the founding principal of what would later become Winona State University. Ogden served in the Union Army during the American Civil War and was captured in 1864 and held prisoner until the conflict ended. Afterwards, he became an education official with the Freedmen's Bureau in Tennessee and co-founded a school for African Americans called the Fisk School, which preceded Fisk University. He also served as the third North Dakota superintendent of public instruction in the early 1890s. Next, we'd like to take a moment to highlight an event that you should know about. This Saturday, November 12th, from 8.30 a.m. to 3 p.m., head over to the Hillsdale High School in Jeromesville for their 48th annual Arts and Crafts Festival. With live music, raffles, and more than 100 vendors selling all kinds of great items, it should be a lot of fun. Before we continue, we'd like to thank our friends and sponsors at Area Agency on Aging. Are you struggling to pay your home energy bills? You're in luck. The Home Energy Assistance Program at Area Agency on Aging can help. Stop in for an application at 2131 Park Avenue West in Ontario or visit aaa5ohio.org. Finally, we'd like to take a moment to remember the life of Ed Ernsberger of Shelby. Ed was born in 1957 and graduated from Shelby High School. He attended the Richland County Sheriff's Office Police Academy and was sworn in as a deputy sheriff in Richland County. It was while working undercover on March 27, 1981, he came to the Willard Police Department and met dispatcher and reserve officer Jane Fitzwater. It was love at first sight for the couple, and they were married a year to the day later. Jane would later join Ed as a deputy sheriff in Richland County. Assigned to the Shiloh area as a resident deputy, Ed would become a canine specialist and would be partnered with Bear, a 145 pounds Rottweiler. They were a familiar sight to the children of the village and at the Shiloh elementary school where Bear would visit each classroom. The people of the Shiloh area became part of an extended family for the team, a relationship that continued even after Ed's death. On April 13, 1984, Ed and Bear were dispatched to a call of a suspicious person in the Shiloh area. They found an escaped prisoner from the Ohio State Reformatory. During a life and death struggle, Ed was shot three times by the escapee. Bear was shot three times in her chest, taking bullets that would have struck Ed in the face. The courage shown by both Ed and Bear that night resulted in Ed being awarded the Medal of Valor from the Buckeye State Sheriff's Association. Bear is on the Ohio Police Canine Memorial. The traumatic events from that night caused Ed to suffer from severe post-traumatic stress disorder, and he was forced to give up the career he loved. Bear survived her wounds and returned to duty with Ed. The courage they both showed that night is now used as training for officers across the state. Ed worked at several jobs over the years, including car sales, auto parts, and manufacturing. He was employed by Aramark and worked at the Richland Correctional Institution until his death. Anyone who ever worked with Ed will never forget his smile, his generosity, and his heart. Along with his beautiful bride, Ed is survived by brothers-in-law and sisters-in-law, special nephew and niece, his mother and other family members, including nieces, nephews and cousins. There is a large group of people who Ed took into his heart and called him Uncle Ed, or Dad, and will carry on his memory. Thank you for taking a moment today to remember and celebrate Ed's life. You can submit an obituary for free in Richland Source. To learn more, click the link in our show notes or visit richlandsource.com slash obituaries slash submit.